0: Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called the Mini Bar where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator
1: of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. It's the new year, Kareen. It sure is. I just finished up a whole goals workshop this morning, and it was so exciting to see everyone get fired up about the new year.
0: Yes. And I think having, not I think, it is true that having goals is super important and being able to set the small steps that it takes to reach those and... um I feel like every new year, it's just like, oh, I'm really excited for all the possibilities. But especially during COVID times and like starting to come out of COVID, I feel like for the most part, people are feeling it even more because it's like, what are all
1: the possibilities in the new year, you know? Well, in our workshop, we were making people focus, like really prioritize and pare down and focus. And at first they were kind of fighting us and then they were like, oh, and so it was... (laughs) It was really <laughs> rewarding to see people understand that being focused helps you figure out, it makes decision making easier. Where do I spend my time? Where do I spend mm-hmm. my money? What do I invest right. in? What trips should I take? Um, so I really, I really loved watching the light bulbs go off in people's heads.
0: Was there a particular question or comment that um, was made that really helped the people in your workshop? In, in terms of like changing their mentality
1: and focusing on their goals? Actually, yes. So Whitney and I have come up with kind of a hierarchy of the foundations of a travel business. And I think a lot of people were putting the marketing piece before the foundations of the business. Mm-hmm. right? Like just being so focused on marketing and not making sure their client experience was good and not making sure that they had all their protections in place. And so when we laid it out, Whitney created this beautiful pyramid graphic to show people all of a sudden they were like, ah, oh, yes, this makes sense to me now. And we were trying to explain that if your client experience is not up to par, it doesn't matter how many people call you, you're just going to be grinding and grinding and grinding. Mm-hmm. You need to get your clients working for you by providing an excellent experience. And having that visual graphic just seemed to really help people understand Priorities and marketing is a priority, of course. It's just not ahead of the foundational things that need to be set Mm -hmm. up in a business because we are a business after all, right? A hundred (laughs) percent, yes. We are a business. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be offering the
0: goals workshop again this year, or is that something where it's like? So sorry, guys, if you missed out, you're going to have to revisit in
1: 2023. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We do have some exercises we may actually offer in a different format. But in terms of goals, that's kind of like a one-shot deal, I think, at the beginning of the year. But it was amazing. I love it. I can't wait for the next year to see how everyone's improved and to get some new people in on the magic. of course. Uh, did you set any resolutions or goals? Or um, I don't do resolutions anymore
0: because I feel like in the past when I did them, they were always so lofty and mm-hmm. it was just so daunting. So I don't really do the whole. I in the new year I resolve to unless it's in the new year I resolve to um, only care about things that matter. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, I will say I I agree with you on that. And this Mm -hmm. goals workshop, we made people do a bunch of pre work to actually analyze the data from their business that helped make the decisions for what the goals were. So it wasn't, Mm -hmm. couldn't really be lofty about it because you had to analyze where things were and then make reasonable decisions (laughs) about where to move to keep moving forward. But I agree, when it gets too lofty, I mean, it's all fun and everything. We're all going to like get healthy and eat. Good clean food and anyway. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So like what
0: like most of my goals I think that I made were more on the personal front in terms of health, because I know it's true for a lot of entrepreneurs and we're so in our business all the time, we kind of put our health on the back burner. For sure. yep. And um, you know, I'm not old yet, but I am older and I can really start to feel the difference in my body and um you know, I started being more active and this was before new year's. It was like towards like middle to end of December where this Mm -hmm. process first started. And I wanted to be a bit more active in terms of health and not like I want to look great in dresses. It was more like, I don't want to be a weak old woman when I grow up. Like I just wanted to get a head start on that. And also this seems really random, but, um, When I was in Portugal, they talked about how they love soup in Portugal. And -hmm. they make the best soups. And you can make a really great meal out of soups. And so, um, in an effort to also be healthier, I'm going to make more soup this year. So it seems really random and very specific, which is exactly what I wanted. Like something very specific, not I'm going to eat healthier. It's more like like I'm going to make more soup.
1: (laughs) I love that. And I will fight you because Mexico makes the best soups.
0: You know, I don't discriminate. Um, We have great soups in Taiwan and China and Vietnam as well. So it's like, I will
1: eat all the soup. (laughs) Well, you're bound to get plenty of veg into you. Exactly. That's, that's,
0: the goal is yeah. to increase the vegetable intake through soup.
1: So love it. Yeah. I have to say, um, I know our conversation going on a little long, but you made me think the other day, I was just asking some friends is getting older, just a situation where every day that goes by, you start to think that every pain and every ache is going to kill you. You just start <laughs> thinking everything is cancer. Everything is some terminal disease. Like that is what I'm feeling as I get older is more and more worry about my health
0: yeah yeah it's something to consider for sure and I think that's one thing where I really want to be cognizant of that and just feel good feel good exactly
1: I hear you well before we jump into our discussion this week we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network Trav Market Media head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business I was just thinking
0: um, we were talking about health, and Mm -hmm. I have a chicken shawarma waiting for me after this (laughs) podcast recording.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chicken's healthy, right? (laughs) Right on brand for you, (laughs) Teresa. Right on brand.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But anyway, first up, a Travel Weekly article that talks about, I'll give you guys a guess, Omicron. Whereas on TikTok, we like to call it O-marian, um to make it seem like that. I've sad. heard
1: Omicron, <laughs> Omerian, but that was like when people were all calling it like the pandemonium. The pandemonium, yes. yeah. Yeah, so
0: Omicron, it says, uh, this article is talking about how Omicron has slowed bookings, but tour operators
1: are liking 2022 overall. Yep. Uh, it mentions about how Omicron ruined a lot of people's holidays with thousands of flights canceled. Um, and I know I've had a few cancellations for cruises that are coming up earlier in the year because thanks to the media positioning it like a 1% positivity rate is something <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. as opposed to, say, a grocery store, <laughs> Um but it also says that the variant looks like it will continue to upend plans as we head into twenty twenty two. But the two operators
0: do say that even though there's been a slowdown in new bookings recently, the impact of Omicron on existing bookings in the present and near term remains minimal, um, and prospects are generally positive in twenty twenty two. And this is mainly um, this is a quote from the CEO Terry Dale of um, I think it's USTOA hmm Um, USTOA's tour operator members have become adept at handling whatever challenges this pandemic continues to throw at them. And the image I have in my head is of like a movie, like a movie based on like sports. So let's just say tennis, for example. And mm-hmm. I know you love sports. Um mm-hmm. sports
1: ball, that's my thing.
0: <laughs> but like let's just say it's like a tennis sports movie, and then there's like a tennis star when they're first, you know getting into the sport they're missing like all the balls that are being like chucked Mm. at them from the machine but as they practice like they're hitting these balls and they're better at really good music in the
1: background some really inspiring the the tiger Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: it's like I feel like that's where we are like in the beginning we're just like what are we doing you know we're missing all these balls but then now that we've been practicing and doing it for a while we're like hitting them and be like not today yep. or get out. You know, well, like it's
1: that, funny but. that you went to that sweet, sweet place, which I really <laughs> appreciate because I went right for dodgeball when he's like, if you can dodge a pitch, <laughs> you can dodge a ball. And I'm <laughs> just being thrown at me.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, so I think that's where we are right now. We're trying to just live with COVID um, and I don't know if it was this article or, or another, art, I think it's in another article that we'll be referencing this, but COVID is going to be a thing. So now we're trying to figure out how we can still function and live and travel and enjoy our world with COVID around us.
1: Yep. I think that first of all, the number of people that I know with COVID right now is absolutely mm-hmm. bonkers. And you know, the symptoms don't seem to be as severe <laughs> and there is some evidence that's pointing to this helping with some herd immunity. I find like, like I said, I've had some cancellations for cruises that were like right in January, but I have plenty of inquiries coming in. So I think that all of the evidence and, you know, we read all of these articles is saying Mm -hmm. that this is going to slow things very temporarily. And then we're going to get right back to the revenge travel.
0: I agree. And this article even says, like, you know, for late 2022, those bookings are still strong. And even like mid 2022, despite Omicron, it's
1: still very strong. So, yeah. And it mentions how a lot of these tour companies are having, and cruise companies too, really have these like um, cruise or cruise with confidence, book with confidence policies so that people can feel comfortable booking, knowing that if something happens, they can get a credit toward future travel, Mm -hmm. which helps keep the money in the industry, right? So maybe it doesn't work out this time, but um, you've got a credit and we're going to go ahead and get you rebooked.
0: Right, right. Which kind of brings us to our next article, um, also talking about the impact of omicron but this time specifically on cruises so this is a travel agent central article that talks about how Royal caribbean group offers intel on omicron cruise impact and this is the article that i was thinking about where um i was mentioning how we're going to be living with covid um and one of the subcategories here is titled moving toward endemic not epidemic
1: yep So it's saying Omicron is having a big short-term impact on everyone, but many observers see this as a major step toward COVID-19 becoming endemic rather than epidemic. That Mm -hmm. was a quote from Richard Fain, chairman and CEO of Royal Caribbean Group. He says, we don't don't like to see even one case, but our experience is a fraction of the comparable statistics of virtually any other comparable location or industry. Few businesses are subject to such intense scrutiny, regulation, and disclosure requirements by so many authorities, and we welcome that scrutiny because of our commitment to safety. We intend to maintain our goal of delivering the safest vacation on land or sea, and we'll constantly adjust our procedures to accomplish this, even in the face of Omicron's amazing transmissibility. I like it. And
0: I think one of the important things to make sure we tell our clients is that, because they are trying to still figure out how we can address COVID, the onboard regulations are going to change. So for example, when we were on the apex, we did not have to mask up while we were on board because everyone was vaccinated. And that was the case on a lot of the celebrity cruises because it was mostly, you know, People who could be vaccinated on board versus, you know, a rural Caribbean or Kids carnival instead. where children, yeah. yeah, where children are everywhere. So um, I had clients book on the apex and they're currently on the apex now and ak, and also just FYI, they're loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my client messaged me today and she was like, Hey, just to let you know, like it was this morning, they said that masks are going to be highly encouraged um, in all public spaces. And then shortly after that, she's like, never mind, the captain just came on and said masks will be mandatory in all public spaces. So things are constantly changing yeah. on board. And also just within terms of testing time frames, you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I've been struggling, I'm sure a lot of you have, with the amount of time that is getting sucked away by answering questions that I can't actually answer. You know, Mm -hmm. clients are feeling really nervous and they're sending me things like, is there a possibility that I could have to be tested before I get off the cruise? Is there a possibility my flight might be canceled? Is there a Mm -hmm. possibility, you know, and I can't write back like, yes, anything is possible, (laughs) you know, but that's the truth. And I have to find ways to gently explain how I can't make any assurances um, and the amount of time that that has been taking out of each and every day is a little bit frustrating, but obviously I understand why my clients are feeling nervous and they just want some reassurance. And I'm of course right. their person to go to for travel reassurance. And I appreciate that. So again, I try to switch it from I have to, to I get to, I get to help this person be right. more comfortable. I get to empower this person to make decisions. You know, I have my opinions about, the positivity rate on a cruise ship versus any restaurant, grocery store, anywhere, Sports any plane, stadium, every, yeah, church, games. Uh, school games, school, all those places. But I'm not going to tell my client, oh, you shouldn't be worried. You should just cruise. I can't do mm-hmm. that. I can't take on that kind of liability. They have to make the decision that feels most comfortable for them. I will support them and do anything I can for them. Um, it's getting to a point now where long expired cruise credits and future travel credits won't be renewed but at the end of the day that's just money and people have to do what makes them feel comfortable right so I'm just as supportive as I can but I'm I'm getting more and more tired just from how many times I have to answer questions that I can't answer it's frustrating mm-hmm. for me it's frustrating for the clients but it is that's just where we are it is what it is I hate that saying but that is the case
0: yep yep yeah, I think I even wrote this note down because um, I wanted to make it into a social media post, but I just thought of it. Um, I don't know where I was, but I just thought of it. Um, it's going to be something on the lines of, I can't stop blank from happening, but mm-hmm. I can help you manage it. Like I can't stop yes, I positive it. tests from happening, but I can help you manage it. I can't stop, you know, whatever you oh, want. I, to I
1: love a good little one or two liner. I like it a lot.
0: So, oh man, but, but, but we want to say that at the end of this article, Richard Fain says bottom line taken together, this should enable us to produce a strong transitional year in 2022 and a very strong 2023. And the fact that we just got into 2022 and are talking about 2023
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see the, the eyes that Teresa's giving me. <laughs> is, like, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I'm excited about this. I'm not sick of it. I'm excited.
1: No, no. Just sick of that. Word. It's going on and on. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, we have one more article for you today. I thought we'd end on a little bit of a higher note, and it is a travel market report article called What Advisors Should Know Before Sending Clients to the Canary Islands. So it says Brits, Germans, and Spaniards have flocked to the Canary Islands for generations, much in the same way that Americans head to the Caribbean or Hawaii for a holiday break. The difference is for Americans, it's 12 hours in transit to reach these seven Spanish islands off the coast of Africa's Saharan desert. Um, so that's a lot of travel time, Mm -hmm. but, um, Gregory Klerk, general manager of the Ritz Carlton, Obama in Tenerife says that won't be the case for long. So he's moving more toward talking about ships coming into port. Um, like Azamara goes there, several of the other smaller ships go there. I feel like I've seen that on larger ships as well as the stops.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard people talk about Tenerife a lot and Canary Islands, like from Americans who want to go there, but honestly, I don't know a
1: whole lot about the Canary Islands. Well, I love all things Spain, but I have not been to the, I've been to the Balearic Islands, but not the Canary Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing is that starting June 2022, United's going to be offering direct flights from JFK to Tenerife. So you don't have to like go to Barcelona or Madrid and then connect and go over um, three times a week. So that cuts the travel time in half. So mm-hmm. they, they are thinking that this will further entice U.S. travelers to head on over. So there's a few pieces of advice in here.
0: The first one is um, if you aren't able to get clients on that direct flight from JFK to Tenerife, um, try to transit your clients through Madrid, um, and I guess Barcelona, if there is that connecting flight, but try and include Madrid in the stopover, mainly because it'll help with the testing requirements. Because the flight is so long, um, it would help to have a layover through Madrid because you wouldn't need to retest considering that the Canary Islands it's is part
1: considered part of Spain. Also, the immigration process is helpful since it's part of Spain. Oh, and there's a picture of Rifle Paper Company. I know. I, in here. I <laughs> love that. Oh, Rifle Paper Company. Oh, man. Takes all my money. Yeah. So they also say that you need to pack layers because there are a variety of microclimates. So you can go from hiking on packed ice at the top of, I'm going to say El Tierra, Spain's highest peak, and then descend to the warm beaches of Los Cristianos in Tenerife below. I love that. That's fun that you can.
0: Yeah, especially if you have a group of people who are like, I like cold weather. I like hot weather. Then you can work your magic and be like, I have the perfect
1: place for you. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing is um, people seem to love to visit places that are having an active volcanic eruption, which I don't really understand, but I see it in Iceland a lot. Well, apparently you can still visit La Palma during an active volcanic eruption. Um, It's one of the steepest islands in the world. And despite the volcanic ash, that dusts the streets, what happens on the other side of the island can be a world away if you didn't know it was there.
0: Um, Another one is that many tours are possible to DIY, but to consider rides and reservations. So um, right now, because of COVID, they don't have a ton of people on the islands, but it's still important to consider if you're going during peak season or just any time at all. And you there's really something that you don't want to miss um, to really make those reservations in advance. Um, so these rides are access and cable cars, going to botanical gardens. Um, it's always a good idea to reserve spots on the coveted attractions to avoid disappointment. Um, and they said and- that
1: the winding roads make it dangerous. So don't rent a car. Yeah. I would not rent a car. (laughs) I won't do that in any, in another country period. If I don't know, and I don't drive in Mexico either, but if I don't know the driving customs, I'm not doing it. And honestly, the Spanish countryside, the highways feel just like in the U S, but I still Mm -hmm. like, you just don't know the little quirks. Right.
0: Right. And also um, if you are going on a holiday to hike, in the Canary Islands, consider getting a guide or having a satellite phone because reception can be spotty at high elevations and I don't want to get caught with that reception in case of an emergency. No. I don't like going outdoors anyway. So this will just be
1: a reason for me not to go outdoors. You'll be down on the beach and <laughs> Gia will be up hiking in the snowpack mountains.
0: I will be at a beach bar mm-hmm. looking at the beach. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, not touching the sand or anything. Not right. touching the sand, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Yet another okay. oh sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just getting excited because when I read this, um, so wine is hyper-regional as
1: are bananas. Mm-hmm. Many oh facets goodness. to this destination. When are we going?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I like I'm curious about the different kinds of
1: bananas. I'm curious on, about the different kinds the of wine, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um so they're saying Different areas will have different types of wine. There's a whole regional wine culture, namely in the Palma. Oops, I just hit my screen. Um, and they were the writers of this article were able to try varieties of wine they couldn't find on the mainland at all, let alone at home. So you can try some things that are truly unique. And then the bananas, Canary bananas are called platanos and they're a smaller variety, more concentrated and packed with flavor.
0: Um, So another one is get comfortable with Spanish time. (laughs) Yes. I've never been to Spain, but I've heard of the infamous
1: Spanish time. It's not a good, it's not a good match for me. It's definitely not on brand (laughs) for me, but the good thing is the tapas time is fine for me for dinner. And then I just go to bed and skip the rest.
0: It says if you're running on a tight schedule, consider Spanish time before ordering wine and tapas. Mm-hmm. Um, if all else fails, four words and a little flail will help get attention. La cuenta por favor, or yes.
1: the bill, please. Say that here all the time. Uh, but also everything's just late, 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 late. Dinners at like ten. So they've. Uh, end it with talking about COVID considerations. Of course, as with any travel, you have to be hyper-prepared and organized. You have to have a backup plan for your backup plan. Travel to the Canary Islands is no different. Um, The writer says that masks were worn by the majority of folks they encountered and are required for indoor venues throughout Spain and the Canaries. A full vaccination course was required to board the flight, and because they transited through the UK, they also had to show a negative PCR test within two days departure. There's another good vote for going direct from JFK or transiting through Madrid. Um, And then another required document is the Spanish health form, which has to be filled out online prior to travel, and they'll need the accompanying accompanying QR code to board flights and enter the islands. So sounds just about like anywhere you go in Europe for the most part. Well, she did
0: also mention that um, they were tested before boarding their ship and also before being admitted to an outdoor Christmas market. So Mm. in certain cases, I know this was the case in Portugal after I left. um, And also sometimes like there are certain areas like clubs and stuff while I was there, you not only need to be fully vaccinated, but you needed to also show a negative COVID test.
1: Got to prepare those nostrils.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, are we ready for some headlines? I am so ready for Excess Baggage. All right, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, unvaccinated U.S. citizens will now have to quarantine for 10 days when traveling into France after authorities in that country added the U.S. to its COVID-19 red list of countries. Another article from them says that more than 3,000 flights were canceled on Monday. That number follows the 4,000-plus that were canceled globally on Sunday, a number that was mostly U.S. flights. Carriers have attributed the cancellations both to adverse weather across the U.S. and a surge in COVID cases caused by the Omicron variant, which has made it difficult for airlines to remain fully staffed as some crew members and pilots have been forced into quarantine. Travel Pulse reports that Pleasant Holidays and Journeys, its luxury brand, are now offering expanded trips and guided vacations to South America with two new destinations, Argentina and Peru. Another one from them says that the Bahamas denied MSC Cruises entry to its own private island. Travel Weekly reports that citing inconsistencies in the interpretation of COVID-related cruise protocols... CLIA Brazil announced a voluntary suspension of operations in Brazilian ports through January 21st. Another one from them says that as a part of its 30th anniversary celebration and beyond, just launched new itineraries specifically for teenagers and parents in Africa, offering a chance to connect while making a difference on a, an incredible journey. One more from Travel Weekly says that Concordia Eco Resort in St. John has reopened in time for the winter season. The family-friendly property had been closed since Hurricane Irma tore through the region in 2017. An article from Afar reports that the Mexican government said it would accept ships that sought permission to dock as long as World Health Organization international regulations are followed. And I think I forgot some wording in there because that meant even with positive COVID cases, as long as they're following those regulations. According to Recommend Magazine, Aruba has launched a new service that eliminates the need to make travelers wait for their PCR test results to be manually verified, as well as the need to upload test certificates. Now, in partnership with okay 2 Rome*, travelers can authorize an approved laboratory to send their negative test result directly to Aruba's embarkation disar- dis- disembarkation card entry platform and be confident that it will be instantly accepted. Currently, the biggest challenge for many departments of health and border security forces, as they are responsible for physically inspecting PCR tests prior to granting access, is that they must manage the trade off between a rigorous review and a swift response time for travelers. However, with this new approach, with travelers' consent, PCR test results can be fed directly from a trusted laboratory to the Aruban Immigration Authority via OK2Rome's OK secure technical platform. Hopefully that becomes the case everywhere, right? Our high note today also comes from Recommend Magazine, and that is that Viking has taken delivery of Viking Octantis, the company's first of two new purpose-built expedition ships. Viking Octantis hosts 378 guests. That's not easy to say. Um, (laughs) Teresa's laughing so hard at me right now. It hosts 378 guests and set sail on December 30th, 2021 towards South America and welcomed guests in January 2022 for Vikings' first voyages to Antarctica. And that's it for Excess Baggage. I laugh even though
0: I probably can't say Octantis. Octantis. (laughs) Octantis. We'll get it. We'll get it. (laughs) Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes.
1: Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes.
0: Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? And we do get your hello emails, and we we love them. We Um, we just don't have a specific Tin Lounge email. We have hello at
1: tinlounge.com.
0: But to reply back, it comes from our. Oh, individual. yeah, it just comes from one of us because it just.
1: Works. Yeah,
0: but please just know we do see them, we read them, and we smile. Yes,
1: we um,
0: do. So if you do want to ask questions or give comments or want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Because yes. yes. no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Because no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Like we do it.